Well, that's better than what was happening last time. So this is a good, good sign. So for those of you listening, but guess what? We might have figured out how to make our podcast sound good. That doesn't include was... Scott buying a new computer. Well, that's coming. So am I. Hi, Bandit. Not on Bandit. I don't think my aim's that good, let alone my distance. What's up, lurkers? Welcome to There's a Sub for That. I'm your host, Scott, and that over there, and by over there, because he just moved way over there, is your other host, Willie! Except uh, not all of the, don't spell it like that. <laughs> that. That's too many words. That's too many consonants at the beginning of that. We also have our mascot, Bandit. He's laying on the ground. He's mad that I'm not hanging out with him. Have you ever seen such an angry pussy? Uh, if you've been on TikTok at all this week, and uh, honestly, I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to start the episode with this because you need to hear this. Scott has never heard the song WAP, which is making headlines this week. You just said a bunch of words that make sense on their own. But in that in that sentence you just strung together, I have no idea what you just said. So real talk for a second. Do you know anything? Do you, like, g- give, me this, give me your knowledge so far of what WAP is and... Who is making it? Why it's a thing. All right. Here's what I know. I hired a private investigator to look into this for me. According to the internet, it is a song by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, who are people, I guess, that make music. I know who Cardi B is, but I have never heard on. Uh, I've never heard of Megan The. Have you? I have never heard of The Megan. Okay, so they came up with a song called WAP. I don't know if there's periods after those letters, so if it stands for something, but... Do you not know what it stands but, for? It is, it is an abbreviation. Oh, okay. But a lot of people were talking about it, and apparently there's also a clean version of the song, which I actually know the title of that, but I still haven't heard anybody confirm or read... Anything to confirm what the actual song name is. Okay, so let's let's just get this out of the way. This next part of the show is going to be not safe for work. Uh, WAP stands for wet ass pussy. <laughs> you gotta give people time to pause. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're here. It's already happening. Their kids just heard that. Oh my god, mom, what is that? So Scott's never heard the song. He's also expressed to me that he's not planning on listening to it. Now, if I'm not on Reddit. I'm likely on TikTok, and TikTok is for the boobs. TikTok is no TikTok is for data mining dances and your life. <laughs> Anywho, people uh, move really fast on that site. So this song amongst the Gen Zs is making its making its room, and people have already figured out a dance for it. So I'm gonna play you two versions of this, and I just want you to react. It's just a clip. They're really short. TikToks are less than a minute, right? You tell me. I'm I'm not on it. Well, they're less than a minute, Scott, so deal with it. China wants All my right. data. They can pay for it like everyone else. They can suck my wet-ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be hard for us to get through. Yikes. Scott, I'm going to play this one for you, and I apologize if it's loud, but just enjoy the dance, okay? All right. Here we go. Oh. That's oh. Oh. Okay. What's your first oh. reaction? I can see why that would be alluring to several, several individuals. Sure. Yeah. 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 
That's did the, is that how they dance in the music video? Maybe I don't know. I think so. Probably. Maybe maybe I should do some research on my own. Hmm. One of the lines is macaroni in a pot. That's where it goes. Which I mean, it's originally a, in a box, and then it goes in the pot. <laughs> that, that's a reference to Vine. Oh, there was a there was a Vine where somebody was mixing macaroni, and you heard like that gross noise that comes with mixing oh. pasta, and somebody walked up to their parents cooking. And goes, sounds like good pussy. <laughs> All right, uh, I so want to play one more for Scott. The meta is uh, is strong in this song. That's what you're saying. Oh, boy. Twerking never really went away, did it? It didn't. You know, the one thing <laughs> I, I'm going to share about that. Wait, so Wh- Which one just, was your favorite, Willie? The first or the second? Uh, the one with the men in it. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I don't discriminate here. I'm into it. So the, re- <laughs> the reason this is on an episode of the show where we talk about Reddit is because there were tons and tons of articles this week about this song. Why did you hear about it in the news? Oh, it was trending one day, and it was just those three letters. A WAP, for me, a long time ago, was a, a bunch of alcohol in a bucket. And that might have even been spelled differently. I don't drink a lot, as you know. But usually when it trends enough to be on Twitter as well, then a, a bunch of people are talking about it, right? So... I looked at it, I saw it was by Cardi B and Megan The, and I was like, okay, that's probably not for me, and I ignored it. Yeah, I mean, in, in general, it's not my style of music, but I'm not going to hate on it. But the the song is really about, like, just filtering through, if you're brand new to hearing these words, sex? it's about, like, women empowerment. It's about sex, it's about owning who you are. So there was an article from Not The Onion this week that said, doctors are firing back at critics of WAP saying it's healthy for people to have lubricated genitals. It's like, <laughs> what what part of school did you miss that was like, nah, man, Ugh. that needs to be like sandpaper. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to bite the pillow. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably really important. I mean, you want to be uh, fast and loose down there. That's what they say. That's what the kids are saying. Macaroni in a pot, Jesus. Now you're going to think about that. And I'm, I might play a little clip of the audio for the listeners. So if you got to hear that, I hope you enjoy WAP. Can you play it? Are we going to get sued? We might. I mean, if it's if it's in journalistic nature, don't sue us. I'm going to make a shirt that says don't sue us. Go listen to the song on your music app of choice, all right? It's spelled WAP. W-A-P. Uh, the, the safe version. Like I'm going to pop that WAP. The safe version I've heard is titled Wet and Gushy, which people have argued is probably more vulgar than the other one. In many ways, that is worse. (laughs) Speaking of cats, this week in Our Mm. Funny, there was a post titled Fucking Cats. I'm doing what now? Good transition so far? Earmuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. As it turns out, the release of the movie Cats was in December 2019, and ever since then, it's a bar graph, the picture. It says December 2019, release of Cats movie, and then an arrow just kind of careening down towards... Another title saying, Things Going to Shit. Oh my god. Did they do it? Did they start the apocalypse? This week, Jason Derulo, who was in the movie Cats, apparently, said that he thought it was going to be the start of something magnificent and really kick off his career. I don't know if anybody saw that movie, and according to the box office, not many people did, but uh, it wasn't well received. Do Do you know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? No clue, but I'm going to guess it's in the single digits. 
Ooh, it is the worst rated film on that platform. Wait, so is, is it at a zero? I don't think it's a zero, but we're going to look it up. We're going to look it up uh, real time. Tell me, tell me more, Scott, while I do this. Do you think maybe, just maybe, if they had waited until right about now, and maybe even done a collab with Cardi B and Megan Thee, that it might have helped the rating? I don't, know if the, no, I don't I know if it there's any been rain. I don't know if there's any rain or like, you know, boat scenes in the movie. Am I? I don't know. I, it's all about the poos, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I being too close-minded? Because I haven't seen the movie Cats. I haven't listened to this WAP song. Is there something wrong with me? I mean, you you might just be an asshole. I mean, Scott in his old age. You know what happens? The older people get is they get more senile. Are you senile, man? Woman, television, camera, person. Did I get all five? <laughs> oh, you're clearly not senile. You are You are the smartest man alive. Uh, no, Cats has a rating of 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man, I was way off. I was too. But still, 20%, man. That That's woof. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It, I haven't seen it either. And I knew I didn't want to see it after... I saw a lot of the actors in that film say, I regret having done this. Really? And a lot of re- really well-respected actors like Ian McLennan, McKellen. Gandalf. He regretted doing that movie? Wow. I can only imagine because he really didn't like the green screen in The Lord of the Rings, you know, decades ago now. So f- Was that he upset him, about it? Really? Yeah, because he's a true... Oh, I like remember him getting mad actor. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a stage actor, and so he was hoping it would be more realistic effects, but it was just him dressed up with a bunch of green shit around him. That's got to be a weird experience. Have you, you and I have spoken about this. I don't know if we've ever done it on the show. You've had the desire to want to go into acting, right? I was an actor through college. All right. Looks how much, see how much I know. Would that be challenging for you? Would, would, do you think you would be able to be like in an Iron Man fake suit in a onesie and be like, yeah, I can do this. As long as it's explained to you, like, all right, this tennis ball that we're going to hold in front of you is going to be this person. And, you know, this green box here is actually going to be a car. So it's maybe I'll need things labeled, but I don't think it would be too bad. It really it really has to spark your imagination. And oh, as an actor, this? that's what it's all about, right? Have you seen the new Lion King? Yes. What's that, Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, it can't be good. We're going to find out. This I, I'm going somewhere with this, but have you seen that movie? Yeah, I grew up with the original, and I'm still a fan of the original. Uh, it uh, had a 52 on the Rotten Tomato meter. Still not great. No. What did you think of that film? I really questioned why it needed to be made. It, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand it. I, I, I understand what they were doing, but I don't think it needed to be made. I think what they were trying to do is appeal to the millennials who saw it and try to get some nostalgia back. Well, it didn't work for me. God, I didn't even I like that. Maybe I am. Am I the asshole? That's a community no, no, no. we'll no, talk you're about. Fine. Can, can, I, can, I tell you, can I tell you why? I, I saw a video. I'll try to post it in the show notes. But I, I'm going to tell you why in the most briefest of terms and then go watch the video why this version of The Lion King didn't work. So Simba in the original was played by, do you know? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Is that who it was? I thought it was the guy from um, Matthew Broderick. The old Simba was, yes. But the young Simba, I think, was the kid. 
Oh, that, okay, okay. So, Old Simba, played by Matthew Broderick. And I don't know who Nala is, but I don't know if it necessarily matters. But when they were uh, recording their voices... <laughs> Way to shit on that actor. Nala, Moira Kelly. Oh, really? Do you know who that is? I've seen her in other things, yes. I'm looking at a photo now. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Dang, okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to discredit her. So, when they were filming one of their scenes where they were... It was just a discussion about going back to the Pride Rock. They were able to ad lib and have a conversation. the The way that they wrote it in the '90s was, "We want you guys to have a genuine conversation with one another, and we're going to record it, and then we're going to animate behind it." But this new film, which arguably has bigger stars for today, playing those two characters in Beyonce and Donald Glover, childish Gambino, great actors and singers just artists overall neither of them were given the space to be able to act and be who they wanted to be they had to follow the script because it needed to be a pretty much a one-for-one remake so because it was follow this line and don't be you they weren't given the space to make something that was them have you heard of beyonce's uh recent release black is king i have not somebody told me that it's kind of a reimagining of the Lion King in a way. I haven't Is watched it. Is this a song? It. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. If anybody has seen that and has an opinion about it, share it with us. Let us know. Sub for that at gmail.com. What else was on Reddit this week, Willie? Okay. So, speaking of shows in our past that we really love, one of my favorite shows is Friends. Last week, Don't we lie, talked about Willie. One of your favorite shows? No, no, no. It's not one of your favorite shows. It is the show. Yes. What's a show that you have seen the most, and how many times have you seen it? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe Lost. I watched How many times do you think you've made it through all of it? Three, four times. That's pretty good. I have made it through every single episode in all 10 seasons of Friends, 10 years in a row. Slow clap for this pathetic human. Now- Speaking of which, today I learned that the cast of Friends each made over a million dollars for every episode of the final two seasons and now make $20 million per year per cast member for reruns. The show still generates a billion dollars a year for Warner Brothers, all thanks to David Schwimmer, who's Ross, who encouraged the cast to negotiate as a team during the uh, during the initial writing. Yeah, yeah. I read about this this week. That's insane the amount of money that they are still making off of that show. It's, it's insane to think that you could have gotten on a show that needed to just be written by your bootstraps. You're down and dirty. You're just hoping to make something funny. And it completely changes your life for the better. How much do you think the writers get paid? Probably not a lot. Nothing. Probably, probably nothing in comparison to those. One of my That's favorite really things sad to think about. One of my favorite things was reading the comments, and somebody was talking that uh, Gunther was that his name, the barista. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of money as well, just based on those residuals. There That's was some awesome. Yeah, there was some conflicting reports. Somebody said it's it's not enough where he could stop working. Another person said they make that he makes like five hundred thousand a year. I don't know. All I know is that he didn't make enough to win over Jennifer Aniston. Sorry, Gunther. Mm. Yeah, Gunther, if Brad Pitt can't do it, you can't do it. Did you did you ever have a thing for, for Jennifer Aniston? What do you mean have? 
or had. Oh. Why is this a past tense? Oh, got it. Got it, got it, got it. I find her to be very symmetrical, yes. There, There's something weird that's happening with a lot of those actors now that they've aged. My they've experience s- of watching them in, in films and TV shows now, they're it's just very different. They're older, but they're still good looking. I mean, I don't think any of them has aged poorly. Have you seen Matthew Perry? Has he aged poorly? Yeah, for a while he was not. Here's the, here's the deal. Matthew Perry, and I could be very off when I say this, but Matthew Perry went through some problems with alcoholism. So for a while, the man looked like a hot mess. Oh, like I didn't know like that. A dumpster. Here's a uh, here's a side by side image for you, Scott, just so you can get a sense of of what we're talking about here. Here's Matthew Perry towards the end of the show, and here he is a few years later, living off his twenty million dollars. That's Jeepers. two. That's uh, I don't know what year that was specifically. Two thousand four. No, no, uh, that's that's it, when the show ended. But like, are you sure that's not from a role? Nope, that's just what he looked like. It looks like me when I get out of bed in the morning. There you go. There he is on his drug addiction. Hmm. Well, I yeah, hope he, he got... looks like what a normal human being. So actors are all symmetrical, generally speaking. Actor looks like what a normal human being looks like after one night waking up. Maybe like a night after you did yard work all day the day before. <laughs> so you're tired and sweaty and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm dead to the world. Some manual labor thrown in there. Yeah. Well, did he get cleaned up? Did he get help? He did. He's been put on to some other acting gigs now as, as he tries to build a life back. But I, it's tough to tell, dude. When you're, when you're making $20 million a year to do nothing, what would you do? Are we talking pre or post-COVID? Post. Post-COVID. I should throw current COVID in there, too, because I suppose that could happen. This thing takes off. Hey, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Quibi. People are still watching Quibi. <laughs> Your future owners of TikTok. <laughs> I thought about that, that today. What if they bought it? There's no way. There's no way. But I would love One garbage company buying another one. I actually wish TikTok would buy Quibi because then the president could cancel that and nobody would have to watch <laughs> it ever again. Oh, my God. Let's see here. Okay. Pre-COVID, you know my wishes. I get on a plane and I fly all over the world. I have all of my clothes built by my personal seamstress tailor. I have all of my food cooked by a personal chef. And I have my body sculpted by my personal trainer. That's it. Exactly. You know those hard things you do in your life? Hi. Welcome to this infomercial. You know how your life is so hard? Well, guess what? Wouldn't it be better with money? We can give you all those things because we're going to do it for you. Post-COVID... Probably find a really nice bunker with a really good HEPA filter, uh, underground garden system, and armor, ammunition. Once again, all bespoke. And then current COVID, I'd probably just sit on it, you know, maybe stuff it in a mattress. Jesus. It's kind of bleak. Why, why right? are you arming up? You you are, you're, what? Oh, I'm just imagining everything's right? going to be like dystopian, <laughs> steampunkish. I don't know what it's going to look like when we come out of this, Willie. It might be like 10 years from now. Who knows? Scott's going to be the one that's going to get the first rolling city off the ground. <laughs> you know the the film London? Uh, what was that film? The film with the rolling Doesn't matter. city? It, yeah. It's based uh, off of a book. Oh, uh, Mighty Ducks. I don't even understand how that's a reference, but yes, sure, why not? Do you think there will still be Karens after all this is over, Willie? 
Like they've really come to come out of the woodwork during COVID. But like, what's the? I think we've only seen the beginning of COVID that. Karen situation going to look like. Because uh, this week on Data is Beautiful, somebody went back and analyzed seventy years of baby names in the United States to decide what to call a male Karen. Did you read this one? I did. But do you want to share it for the world? Because I'm yes. happy using this name. Apparently. The male Karen is not Chad. It's Terry. Yeah. Can you imagine? So Terry, Terry can go in many directions as a name. But I just want you to think about the dad. He's the one that drives a Range Rover. I see him. He wore two collars on his polo. Shudder. He, he wears, so it's like an orange color polo, like a, like a orange-sickle color with white thin stripes on it. Creamsicle, yeah, I hear you. He is wearing billabong shorts. Okay. That company still exists? He's, oh, I think so. I okay. mean, for this, for a dad, for this type of dad, All right. it does. I'm imagining. I'm an actor. I'm imagining it. He has PacSun flip-flops from the 90s. Or, Naturally. No, you think it has to be different? Or New Balance. Ooh, yeah, good call. And somehow he's just, he always has a Yeti cooler. Side note, I think I saw a Terry out walking today in the hot, hot heat he was wearing sunglasses with reflective shades, as they do. He was wearing dark black jeans and New Balance shoes. And he had his polo ripped off in his hand and was walking bare-chested. I'm pretty sure that qualifies as a Terry, right? Was he, was he front fuzzy? Did he have a lot of chest hair? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have thrown that down in the winter and laid on it in front of a fireplace. Oh, my God. Those Karens, if, if that dude had a mustache... Woof, man, we're going to see some PDA out in the park. <laughs> How many Terrys do you know? Like, truthfully, uh, nonfiction or fiction? Can you think of? I can only think of two. I can think of some stories, not specific ones right now, but I do remember somebody growing up. This is probably in 2007. I'm in college. Uh, my roommate's dad was helping his buddy buy a cell phone. This is 2007, so you're, what, I mean, he's probably going to get a flip phone, like a Nokia or something. The, the guy tells his son, my roommate, hey, man, when you go to the Verizon store, you need to not purchase it unless they're willing to give you the protection plan, the car charger, and a case for free. You just need to negotiate those things. They'll give it to you every single time. And they will. It killed my insides, man. It's like, don't negotiate with that. Like, they don't give a shit. Dang, he made you practically ask them for a handy as well. I mean, <laughs> this is the type of dad that probably would be like, it just, uh, I don't know. Here's the deal. I think that this is something that I deserve. I've worked really hard for this. And this this is totally consensual. You you consent to this. This is fine. This is what You know what? You just tug on it a little bit. It's all professional. And I'm going to give you a raise. And we're all good here, right? Great. Yeah, he's that type of guy. Nice guy. <laughs> Man, at the beginning of this episode, I thought I was the asshole, but I think we have found the real guy. <laughs> Can you tell me about a Terry in your life? Yeah, he he's really short, he's green, and he's a... Kermit the Frog. No, he's a, he's a fictional pterodon pterosaur. Oh, he's Terry Yoda? the Pterodactyl from Pee-wee's Playhouse. 
Jesus Christ. That's the it, you're going with the literal name Terry, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I asked. That's what I said. Like, do you know any actual Terry's? You're doing it. You're it. You're it. You're the you're the Terry. Oh my god. What else happened hey, this week, we, Willie? Let me just tell you, I we deal with Terry's and Karen's at work. I think oh, everybody they have a kid and name Carrie. Hey, listen. This this show is 100% for people of all genders. So we have Terry's, Carries, did you just say that? Karens twice? and Darens. Oh. <laughs> we're just gonna keep. We're just gonna keep adding. Here's the deal. Have you ever thought, man, having to go to work five days a week sucks? I have thought about that before. Yes. Do you remember who Andrew Yang is? I actually uh, was just listening to him speak before we started recording today. Uh, why? Well, to timestamp this, the Democratic National Convention is on, and CNN was asking him his opinions on several things. Tell me a little bit about who he is, because I really don't know anything, and it's going to provide context to what I'm about to say. All right, hold up. Did you just say you don't know much about Andrew Yang? All right, so you just started paying attention to politics recently. 2016, Scott. When my life changed, yes. Well, no, I mean, he... <laughs> when it he felt only like really it really came, mattered. He only came to relevance during the Democratic run for president. So he's a businessman who... The the best way to describe him, he's the guy that wanted universal basic income for everyone, if you ever heard about that during, during that run. Does that yes. ring a bell? That was him. He was championing that. And um, he's super What's smart. His background? That got him there. Well... Like our current president, he's he's just a businessman, and he his slogan was math, which stood for make America think harder. And he Sounds really like just a smart man. Yeah, he just basically said jobs are going to go away due to automation, and they're not going to come back. So we need to figure out a way to cover all of those losses for the people that might not be able to get back into the workforce. So he wanted to champion universal basic income, which was to pay everybody a certain amount of money for literally doing nothing, just for existing. And uh, I think it would supplement your income. So, it, you know, it wouldn't be a lot, but it would just be like an extra right. $1,000 so, a month. Just So if you're making something like $13 an hour, supplemental income brings you up so everybody's making 20 or something. Sure. Or, you know... It frees you up. It's $12,000 extra a year to do whatever you want with. Put it back in the economy. Find out specific hobby you like. Buy a boat. I don't know. Uh, so politics aside on this, because I'm still forming opinions on that, and I don't want to speak without thinking it through. This week on the subreddit Futurology, Andrew Yang said it's time to implement a four-day work week. The pandemic has made it important now more than ever. I really think, as I look back at, I mean, pretty much the inception of this podcast, which started with coronavirus, like literally, like that was our first, that was our first episode. I know. We didn't want it to be, but we, it was. I think four-day work weeks work. So is did you read the article? Does he say we should only work four days a week at eight hours, or should we put 40 hours into four days? That's a really great question. Like many people on Reddit, I read the title and I stop there, Scott. You know what? Why are you trying to why are you trying to harass me with this? What, why I'm not trying to harass me like a terrorist. I'm trying to harass you that 
that you know exactly what WAP is, but you don't know who Andrew Yang is. <laughs> Scott, Scott sent me Scott sent me a meme yesterday. He was going to try to steer clear of memes. And this one that he sent me said, son, one day you'll grow up to be a man. And he says, LOL, dad, I'm 23. And he goes, yes, but you use TikTok. <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> defines me right now. We're finding our place on the show, Scott. You're the angry old man. I'm the dumb, stupid child. Um, I actually don't know the answer to that. It says, it says, in May, Andrew Yang, the entrepreneur and former Democratic presidential candidate, floated the idea of implementing a four-day work week to better accommodate working Americans in a time of uncertainty, saying a shorter work week could have mental health benefits for its employees. I dig it. I am for this. It says there are different models for shortening the week, some of which envision the same output condensed into fewer hours, while others simply imagine longer hours spread out over fewer days. I actually think I'm okay with either. I would totally be down with working 10-hour days as long as I got an extra day. Yeah, or even... Right, or even twelve hour days at four days a week. I do that. Start your start your day at eight, finish up at eight. Start your day at nine, finish up at nine. As you long as the work, there. yeah. I mean, as long as you enjoy the work, I don't see why it's a bad idea. And you can get the work done because it's all about productivity, right? The the better question is, what would you do with your extra day off? So, if the goal is to give yourself an extra day back, what would you do? I'd probably be able to listen to WAP and watch Cats. Oh, so waste your time like an idiot. No, I, I'm going to give you a short little story, something that I did, did a while back. So at work, we get vacation time and like many jobs you can max out on vacation. So we're really good about informing uh, employees like, hey, if you're getting close to that limit, you should probably take some time off, lower that balance so that you have plenty of space to be able to add more time. So I had a manager tell me this once a few years back, say, hey, you're about to hit that limit. You should take some vacation. And I was like, I don't, I don't have any trips that I want to go on right now. Well, you should probably do something. So in April one year, I worked four-day work weeks for the entire month. I actually do that every holiday. I bank up a lot of vacation days. And because it's a little bit more stressful around the holidays, I work four-day weeks. It is the most pleasant. I feel so rejuvenated when I go back to work. Yeah, it's, it's amazing just what an extra 24 hours of freedom, if you will, does to your psyche does to your 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 overall mood and body yeah i mean I, I mean if i can give any advice if you're in a position in your life to take some vacation and try it out do it for a month see what you think and it might become a once a year thing i've been trying to negotiate it now and we'll see if i can get it back it's a, kind of a difficult thing to negotiate now willie i think we should end on a serious note because we want to kind of be taken seriously, right, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you definitely heard that whole part about where we talked about wet ass. Wet ass, popping those wops. So we're going we're gonna to completely 180 that and uh, try to, hopefully people are still listening to this, but if you're still listening to this at this point, we, this past week, encountered a lot of uncertainty with our upcoming elections, and in face palm this week the post was the usps is not a business the economist wrote the united states postal service is favored by 91 percent of americans despite billions in losses annually somebody named zach responded it's a service oh zach you you son of a bitch it doesn't lose money it costs money 
No one says the military loses $750 billion a year. Man, I, I saw that post earlier this week. I think I even saved that on my phone. I was like, it's such a good line. Such and a good response, yeah. I feel like we... I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do with my hands anymore, Scott. This, <laughs> it seems ridiculous that something as simple as the Postal Service is going to hell in a handbasket because it will... And maybe I'm being a conspiracy theorist here, but because it'll incentivize the other guys to win, we're going to remove it as a cap- as a possibility. Is that what it feels like to you? Yeah. Literally inconceivable, the depths that that people are sinking to to try and affect the outcome of this election. I don't know how many how many lower rungs can be grabbed right now, but the removing of mail sorting machines and the removing of postal boxes from communities just seems literally insane. I I tried to look into it to see if like, okay, maybe these are old sorting machines that needed to be taken out of service and they were just scheduled to be done around this time. Maybe those post office boxes, once again, old, needed to be refurbished. A new one was going to replace it. But I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. I, we were going to talk about Belarus, right? We were, we are. Oh, neither of us know enough about that. Uh, There's a lot of people protesting over there. A ton of people protesting because of a poor election. I, sitting in my luxury of living in the United States, having what we call freedom, I can look upon a country like Belarus, or I can look upon a country like Venezuela, see an election and say, yeah, it kind of makes sense that there would be some shitty corruption. That's I, I don't think me thinking that is okay. I, I do understand that it seems a little disheartening that I would be like, oh, yeah, you're just that, that's kind of shitty. But when it comes to home, when it comes here, and you realize how easy it is for somebody to do that when they're in a position of power, man, that's really challenging. Uh, I read an article today that was talking about how in the past – when it came to the United States, there was generally two feelings, either love or hatred. But this year is the first time in a long time that other countries have felt a third option for us. And that option was pity because we, oh, we, my God. we've been in this ivory tower for decades, right? Since World War II, when we emerged as a can-do-anything country. Right. For probably the past hundred or so years, we've been in a... A position of authority ar- amongst the world. 1920. I mean, that's not World War II, but hey. Yeah, it's about it's about World War One time. I know my math here, Scott. <laughs> but that was the Industrial Revolution. Think about it. That's when like Great Gatsby was written to talk about the times and the money, the, yeah. the Rockefellers and all these people with enormous wealth going around the world, flaunting it. And now people think that the the kingdom is crumbling, and we're just we're seeing all the cracks become exposed. By people with, I don't know, I can't say anything nice, so I'm trying not to say it, but people with agendas I, just, who would rather suit themselves rather than the whole country. Yes, I think that's 100% accurate. Every authority that has ruled over the kingdom we call the earth has all fallen. None of them have persisted. Which is good, because imperialism is technically bad. Uh, for all of you listeners in China, sorry about that redacted part there. We actually haven't gotten any listeners in China, probably because we hate on TikTok so much. And by we, I mean me. So I guess what 
I'm trying to say is get out and vote, whether it's for side A, side B, vote early, vote. I guess you can't vote often, but uh, vote in person if well, you feel safe. I mean, if the other, if some people in politics have anything to say about it, they probably think you're voting often, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't do that, but uh, vote by mail, vote early if you're going to do that. If you're going to play it safe and vote in person, you know, be safe, wear a mask. Just get out there and let your opinion be heard ballot by ballot. I think now more than ever as our generation, likely many of the people that listen to this show, as we get older, you start to realize more and more the impact that politicians, either ones you agree with or ones you don't agree with, what kind of impact they have on your life. So don't be naive. This is a a chance to help others around you step up and do something that's really important. Maybe for once at some point in our lives, people won't pity us anymore. Like my father. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's There's a Sub for That podcast. We really appreciate you and we want to hear from you. So reach out to us at Gmail. Sub for that. Instagram. Sub for that. And our personal accounts. At Scott Garola on Twitter and WildMN293. Or follow me at Twitch, twitch.tv slash that's wild man. And remember, no matter what you're into, there's a over that. that. You ain't never gonna be a man till you stop looking at them boobies on TikTok, will it? It's my life, Dad. I love them boobies. Yeah, I suppose I do too. Ha 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 ha!